The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Hey everybody, welcome to the bullpen today. Uh, my name is Les Vogler. Uh, some quick updates. Uh, when this when this podcast drops, uh, a lot of you are probably going to be out uh, the National Western uh, Stock Show in Denver. Uh, I know currently my brother uh, will be out there and uh, just want to make sure everybody out there at, at Stock Show, stop in and check out Vogler Cattle. We're going to have some some pretty nice Simmental bulls and going to have a bull sale uh, actually during the Stock Show on Show Circuit Online which will be January 18th, uh, an online sale. And uh, just received the pen numbers where we're going to be anywhere between pen number 2,833, 2,835, and 2,837 are the pen numbers out at the stock show. So make sure you venture down out there. I know the yards are all new this year. Everybody's kind of anxiously waiting uh, to see what it looks like. I know there are some folks out there right now. And so far the reports I've gotten back are, are kind of mixed, you know, uh, which kind of be expected when something new rolls around. So uh, some quick updates out at Nebraska bowl service in McCook. We are booked clear full for the, uh, for the IVF division uh, with uh, heifers and cows up until the middle of February. If anybody has some, they want, they want to uh, bring in, go ahead and give us a call and we'll get you slated in. But uh up until about Valentine's Day, we are booked clear full. As far as bull space out in Nebraska Bull Service, I would highly recommend. Uh, there's a lot of bull sales coming up right now, but uh, call either out there to the McCook location or at Ashland uh, and get a space reserved because we are filling up uh, really quite fast, uh, which is uh, surprisingly uh, and excitingly very good for this year. The number out at McCook, uh, 308 345 2900. And the Ashland number is uh, 402-944-2584. Or, of course, you can go to uh, NebraskaBullService.com, VulgarCal.com, or VulgarSiemenCenter.com. Okay, in the bullpen today, we have a really special guest uh, out in uh, in Colorado. Uh, probably going to be going to the stock show here uh, in the next week or two. But with us today is Rachel Spencer Gable. Rachel, you want to go ahead and give us a little bit of your background? Sure. Thanks for having me, Les. I've I've been a a, mem- a a listener to the bullpen since it started, so this is exciting. Well, good. We um, have at least one. I, yeah, I am in northeastern Colorado, and I'm the assistant editor of the Fence Post magazine. Awesome. And I do quite a bit of freelance work. I write um, primarily about uh, the protein industries, but uh, yeah. all about ag. That's all I write about, and. Uh, we have a cattle operation here in northeastern Colorado. We have some show cattle. That's how we market some of our top end. We sell some heifers, a handful of bulls, and uh, we're getting ready to take commercial females, two pens, uh, Herefords, and Baldies, black Baldies, down to the stock show. Down to the stock show and sell so, Good. Yeah, I think ours our deal's on the twenty third. Mm-hmm. Kind of towards the, kind of towards the end of the stock show then. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So, what's your husband's name again then, Rachel? 
Eric. Eric, yep. Okay. So in what and you said you have a pen of Baldies and a pen of Herefords you're taking out to, to Denver? Yeah, for the commercial female show and sale. We've taken cattle out there for years. They're making some changes out there, so we're uh, anxious to see the pens as yeah. everyone is. Yeah, kind of every. I think I the one thing I hope they – of course, I'm not going to make it this year. Uh, too many cows, Kevin. I hope that the, the stockyard's bar is still there. I oh, hear, yeah, it hear, is. It's there? Perfect. It is. Perfect. It's, it's fine. It's alive and well. <laughs> there you I am go. getting ready to have a burger down there with um, cream cheese and banana peppers on oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's on the schedule. Yep, yep. That is that is that that is Good. there has been a lot of there's a that's kind of a meeting place. This little stockyards bar. So uh you mentioned the fence post. So how long have you been with the fence post, Rachel? You know, officially I've been there for about two years, uh-huh. but it was one of the first publications that I wrote for when I was like fourteen and writing my four H club news and still getting paid by Mildred Broadbeck and coupons to the Dairy Queen. <laughs> yeah. So what all, what all, I mean, the fence post, what kind of publication, I mean, for the, if any, if any of the listeners out there don't know what kind, kind of a publication, what, what areas does it cover? Sure. Uh, the fence post covers Colorado, Nebraska, and Wyoming primarily. Mm-hmm. Um, our sister publication is the Tri-State Livestock News, okay. which is out of Belfouche. Yep. And that covers the Dakotas, a little bit of Nebraska, a little bit of Montana, and then we have the Farmer Rancher Exchange and the Cavi Savvy. So we're kind of all all together, and we cover that that big area. And and there's times that I cover stuff for the Tri-State. Tri-State covers for us. But um, it's really just it's me and the editor. And yeah. then we I use a couple of freelance writers. And, yeah. But that's it. And, and the Fence Post has been around uh, since the 80s. Yeah. It's a, it's a good It's kind good of an old, sta- it's an old stable. It's been around a long time. kind of stood the test of time. It has. We've got lots of readers who uh, we call them legacy readers. Right. I get a lot of phone calls from them about obituaries or trying to track somebody down. <laughs> yeah. Wanting to know. You know, I get all kinds of weird calls, but <laughs> right, exactly. So, not to get off the subject, but Northeast, have you dealt with the drones? Have they been hovering over your area out there? So, here's my disclaimer about the drones. Okay. I had to write about the drones, and you can't speak intelligently about the drones. You sound like a hillbilly, no matter what you have to say. <laughs> and I wrote about the forced reintroduction of wolves into Colorado. Yeah. So I had people calling me with drone sightings and calling me names about the wolf stuff, the environmentalist. Yeah. So it, it, it was an interesting week. The, the drones we saw quite a bit here in our area. Uh-huh. I haven't seen them as much. That's because um, they're coming towards like they're they're, south. Yeah, they're coming towards us right now. So. Oh, and lucky you! I did see that they were over uh, eastern Nebraska the yeah. other day. Yeah, I think I think well, we're in Omaha recording this, and I think they've gotten as close. Maybe some right here in Omaha, but I know I don't know if you know Rosie Wilson from out around Loop City in Nebraska. She actually bought a ranch from us out there. She uh, just north of Loop City sat out on her uh, porch and counted twenty or twenty-five, you know, flying over for two or three nights. So uh, it's it's interesting yeah. to see what's going to happen. Yeah, they, and they have. I haven't seen any personally. But uh, I know I've had talked to some friends. I said, just make sure you're dressed when we go out and checking cows. So, right, because yeah. <laughs> it's been it's been nice. Yeah. So <laughs> you, talk about it, you just sound like you need to tighten your tinfoil hat. Right. But until you see them, you know, it's easy to say, well, maybe they're planes or something. But once you see them, you're like, yeah, those are definitely drones. Yeah. But I got some pretty wild phone calls about it. They were like, well, I had one gal call and she's like, well, my husband put up his rifle with a scope. <laughs> 
And he was just looking through the scope. He wasn't going to shoot him. I'm like, whatever, lady, this is yeah. your story. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it saw us, and it took off. And I guess there was one about hit a medevac helicopter. Uh, that would, yeah, that's. Uh, so, I mean, it's. I've it's heard, a pretty serious deal, yeah, I've heard but. stories, and and the trouble is legally, airspace is public property, so you, legally you can't, you're not supposed to shoot them. And the right. thing is, probably if you did, they they probably they got you on camera. One of them does, and they know where you're at. I guarantee you, they got GPS, so they they're gonna if you shoot one, it's kind of like shooting one of the a wolf. They're gonna are in our area, mountain lion that it's attacking yeah. you. You know, they're gonna game. Somebody's gonna be at your doorstep. But anyway, well, take it to federal court because it's FAA, right? Exactly. Yeah, to just soon not deal with that. But um, what do you got? What do you got coming up this next week? I know a couple of days ago we talked about something. You're going to be talking to Cattleman's Cattleman's group. Something yep, to do with I'm the governor, over maybe. To over in Western Colorado to talk to the Holy Cross Cattlemen's Association. It's part of the Colorado Cattlemen's Association. They're bringing me in to talk about fake meat and how to deal with the media. Uh-huh. which I feel less prepared to talk about now that I've angered all the environmentalists that's and I'm right. getting all the comments about me. But um, that's that's where I'm headed. Last summer, uh, Governor Polis here in Colorado yeah. uh, made a comment to the Department of Agriculture and said that you know they need to be proactive and start looking for ways to incorporate plant-based products to, uh, yeah. to help Colorado farmers and ranchers find a niche there so that uh, we could depend more on those. And he brought in some impossible whoppers to the Department of Ag. So you can imagine that. How'd that go over? Big deal. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he actually brought in some fake meat to the Department of Ag? He did. He did. I see. And uh, would, would, did he stop at a, disp- at a dispensatory before he came to the Department of Ag? Or he just... Or who knows? <laughs> I don't know. But you can imagine that that was kind of a flap. Yeah. And so I called him out on it. And there was a couple of weeks there where I got a lot of calls from the governor's office. And I was on a first-name basis with them. So you ruffled some feathers. I I ruffled some feathers. But he did agree to meet with me. Uh And we were actually at Colorado State Fair down in Pueblo, which I don't know if you've been to Pueblo. It's a a garden spot and a destination in August. But... um, (laughs) We were getting my oldest son ready for steer showmanship, yeah. for beef cattle showmanship. So I'm literally like crawling out from under the steer and trying to get my hair to be a little less wild and yeah. run over there and talk to him. And all of these reporters from like TV stations and suits and sensible shoes were there wondering why they ushered me, of all people, in to talk to the governor. Right. He's, he's, uh, he seems to be playing nice. Uh-huh. With beef right now, we we had a small win several weeks after that. You know his his husband is a vegan and is a bit of an activist, mm. <laughs> and uh, and he he posts mostly. You know he's very into stopping the puppy mills and um, doing some wildlife crossings and that sort of thing, which is right. pretty pretty low key for. For us, not that I do not watch his baseball, his baseball Facebook page like it is my actual job because I do. Yeah. But um, he posted something like on a Friday night at like eight o'clock at night about um, it was something that was kind of derogatory toward the beef industry, and I texted the chief of staff and said, "Boy, this is interesting. What do you think?" Yeah. And it, it was down in about half an hour. So they're 
they're trying to play nice-ish, well, yeah. I think. I mean, the legislative session started yesterday, so it'll be a 120-day dumpster fire, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of funny how how some people in, the, in those positions can say certain things and they can get away with it, but then us in the beef industry, I guess, you know, they just don't, if we speak out against it or something, then like you said, we're just a bunch of hillbillies or something. So, Yeah, it's hard. You know, we've been, and I've been preaching it for years too, that we need to tell our story, but sometimes right. um, we're just preaching to the choir. Right. I Right before I got the, uh, the green light to interview Polis, um, I called a girlfriend over in Brush and told her I needed a t-shirt. said, I can't tell you all the details, but I need it to say something like, as for me and my house, we will serve Colorado beef. Mm -hmm. yeah. she's like, okay, I'll meet you in the morning. So she made me this t-shirt <laughs> and I wore it down to State Fair and I wore it to interview Governor Polis and I've, I showed up at the uh, Better With Beef kickoff down there where he was also. Uh -huh. And uh, a bunch of state staffers from the Colorado Cattlemen's Association were wearing the shirt and I see it around periodically. So awesome. that's kind of fun. Awesome. Great. Great. So you said, I mean, you, you mentioned a couple times storytelling something and uh, give us, uh, I, I think you have maybe have something in the works as far as storytelling and maybe, I, I, I don't like to say educate people, but maybe inform people because sometimes when you say educate they put up their guard, but to help inform people. So what do you, what do you, what do you kind of got in the works? Well, there's always several projects in the works, but the one that I'm the most excited about right now, um, let me back up a little bit. Yeah, sure. I have a little girl at my house yep. who is in first grade and does not want to go to school. She wants to stay home mm -hmm. because she has heifers and she needs to get them ready and the goats need her. Yeah. And what if Eric needs help? Right. moving a truck or something she that's she's she likes she likes the cattle she told him um he asked her one time if he was if she was going to take care of him when he's old and she <laughs> looked at him funny and she's like well no and he said well whichever kid takes the best care of me gets my cows and she said well eric i like the charlays <laughs> there you go <laughs> yeah so that's what kind of kid she is but I tell her lots of stories, and we read lots of books. And for the most part, the books that we read have characters that are bulls that stand on two legs and have udders, or <laughs> they're, just, they're just dumb. They're, yeah. they're just not accurate, or they're so accurate that I might as well be. Um, they're just so accurate that they're just not fun anymore. Right. So, yeah. um, I've. Uh, written a little book, and right now it's called Kindergarten Rancher, mm -hmm. and it's for those little ranch kids who want to see somebody like them in that main character. And it's uh, it also, I mean, it's absolutely appropriate for for other kids that are removed from ag as well. Right. But it talks about the skills that they're maybe teaching in first grade that you also need on the ranch. Yeah. So that maybe you can make a deal with dad to go to school. And it mm -hmm. talks about uh, bulls and lots of different breeds of cattle, and yeah. and I'll let you finish this so you can tell them uh, how we're going to bring it to everybody. Well, I actually, uh, you were looking for uh, maybe some sponsorship or whatever to help uh, for some, for some certain things. So, uh, and I'm still kind of playing. I think I think maybe what we're going to do as Vogler Cattle is help, is help you sponsor this book. 
because I'm not so sure. I mean, we, and we can we can something we can talk about. I'm not so sure if this book is going to kids. We wanted to put the semen center in that. We may <laughs> we may just do it as vulgar cattle, but we're going to help you sponsor that book to go out to uh, to go out to the grade schools. Or you said, or it's going to be available on Amazon or whatever. But uh, we're going to help you with that because I'm all about informing the youth of this country uh, because that's really our future. So uh, we're going to help you out in that way so you can get this get this thing off and off and rolling and see what uh see what happens so how how is the book going to be distributed again then rachel well so it's at the illustrators right now and she's just about wrapped up i'm actually picking up all of the drawings on the 18th and uh, once it's is printed which is actually a pretty quick process these yeah. days um it'll be available through amazon and then we'll make it available on my website that's still being designed uh-huh. and i'm sure we can make it available through your online channels as well. Yeah, yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it on our website. And once once that gets published, we'll we'll do, we'll we'll jump on here again and tell people kind of more more some of the details. But I think it's it's pretty cool. And hopefully, maybe we can get this book into some schools for some uh, maybe some uh, some of the kids in in town can actually read, you know, and, and be informed a little bit too. So yeah, I, I think it's it's one of those books that'll be interesting for for both sets of kids. But I really do think that it's important for those farm and ranch kids to see somebody that they can relate to in those books. Right. Exactly. Because a lot of them, and, and, and just, just kind of a short story here. I mean, we, I think it's great because my wife and I went uh, Christmas, we were Christmas shopping together. The one day we go together shopping and we walked into a store and uh, hell it's on a podcast. I, anybody, people listen to this probably aren't going to get offended anyway, but the, the first book I saw went and saw in the, uh, in the kids aisle was uh was uh, young feminist. It had a picture of maybe a two or a three year old young feminist. They were, yeah, I'm like, all right, I've been shopping five minutes and I'm triggered. So, <laughs> so I agree. We 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 need to get. I mean, if they can do, I mean, we need to get our story out there. And I think this is a great opportunity. So I agree. I agree. And and I there's no doubt that there's a lot of value in getting our story out to those kids who are removed from ag. Right, but I think it's important that we make our kids. Yeah, because you, because they're I mean, go they're right. going. A lot of them are going to the the schools and the public schools, and they're getting they're getting taught stuff that prob that we know they're not getting taught. That's it's probably contradictive to what we're trying to teach them at on the farm and the ranch. Quite honestly, yeah, they're they're learning a, a lot of good good things on the farm and ranch that some other kids are missing the boat on. Right, so. exactly. Exactly. I think so, we'll all turn out okay. Yeah, yeah, it'll be good. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun venture, and I look forward to it. So, how how has the weather been out in Colorado? Are you guys uh, surviving the winter so far? So far, we've had a lot of snow and a lot of cold so far this year, but I'm not gonna complain about it. Yeah. <laughs> we still have snow from Thanksgiving, which is very unusual for this. Wow, part. we're 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 in much we're in much better shape here in southeastern Nebraska than we were a year ago. I know parts central and. Uh, Western have been hammered pretty good, but we're we're sitting pretty good here uh, as I speak today. So uh, much better than last year. So uh, we're just getting ready to start calving. So uh, I want to wish everybody out there the best of luck during during calving season. And Rachel, thank you so much for coming on today. And has has this project g- gets along uh, more, we'll have you back on talk about it more. Best of luck with the with the governor and your meetings next week. Uh, give him heck. So. Thanks. Yep. Thanks. Thanks, Rachel. Make sure you stop in, tell, talk to Lauren out in Denver. Well, if you guys are there at the same time, but uh, look them up uh, and say hi. So we'll talk to you later, okay. Rachel. 
Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of The Bullpen. And uh, for more information, go to our websites, Vogler Seaman Center or Nebraska Bowl Service. Thanks again. A Parkville Media Production.